Welcome again, everyone, to the Two Toms Talk and Travel podcast. We are the official travel experts here in Podcast Town. And if you don't believe us, just ask the mayor. Ready to get down to business and talk some travel, Tom? And let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 11 of Two Toms Talk and Travel. Hello, my friend. Hello, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Staying warm? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is not funny. No. I, mean, I hate winter to begin with. I despise it. And now it's just like, it's like smacking you in the face and saying, hey, you know what? I'm here. You wanted to ignore me a little bit and pretend I wasn't here, but I am here. I am and here I'm staying. staying for a while. So that's why today is going to be really fun because our guest on the show today is experiencing about 85 degree difference in temperature where he's at. So we're looking forward to that. We have Juan Carlos Del Rio from Epic DMC down in Los Cabos today. Fantastic. Juan Carlos is a great man. Yeah. We're looking forward to talking to him and learning a little bit more about the uh, Cabo That's area. That's going to be great. And then you have been traveling. You just got back from another adventure and we're going to talk about that a little bit. I was able to sandwich my trip when I left here. And again, for all our listeners, we broadcast from Podcast Town here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So you know it gets a little chilly up here. But I left for Mexico on the Saturday that we ended up I got out in the morning that Saturday afternoon. I think we got 10, 12 inches of snow. So I just got out just in time. I was lucky enough to be invited to the grand opening of the Planet Hollywood Costa Mujeres just in north of Cancun. And the hotel opened on Friday. We checked in on Saturday. And I will tell you, for a hotel that just opened the day before, things ran exceptionally smooth. Restaurants were open. Everything was operating the way it was supposed to. And most importantly, the service was fantastic. Everybody knew what they were doing. They didn't look like deer in headlights, which you can get occasionally. But to tell you a little bit about the Planet Hollywood property is, like I said, it's in Costa Mujeres, north of Cancun by about 20, 25 minutes. And it's a fantastic hotel for what I like it for is it's dynamite for multi-generation and family because there is something for everybody, including the tweeners. Those are the kids you're always worried about. They're bored with this activity, which means they want to get into the nightclub, which you're trying to avoid that. But there were surf simulators there. They had a virtual reality game room, which has the golf, it has tennis, it has everything. Plus they have the trampoline room. So you can go in and spend the day on the trampolines with the kids because Planet Hollywood is truly a movie-based or movie-themed brand. They have a beautiful cinema that every night at five o'clock, they play a movie and it, it is, it's a cinema, like very comfortable stadium seating up and then the more lounger chairs in the first six rows. So at five o'clock every day, you got a great kids movie playing. Seven o'clock, you usually have a PG or PG-13 type of movie playing for the adults. So it gives you a little bit. I spent a little too much time in the sun thing today. I'm going to go sit in the air conditioning, watch a great movie with some popcorn that gives you that option. And what was really interesting is in the sports bar, they have a private screening room that you can rent out. It's additional cost. It's probably about maybe 14 chairs. Again, loungers, comfortable, and it's a private, so you can rent it out. So for the Super Bowl, you have the huge screen, you got the private room, you have all the bar service, you have everything you can handle, and you get to have your own private room. It was really kind of wow, cool. Okay, so it's awesome. a neat option. Here I am talking about these things that are all inside to a Mexican destination, which is kind of crazy, but the pools, I could not believe the variety of pools they had. They have star service, which is kind of the VIP. You pay for that. They have an adults-only section with an adults-only pool. They have restaurants of all sorts and types. And just really, if you like movies and you like action and activity and a new build, that's the coolest thing about it. It's a brand new build. So everything is brand spanking new. 
I highly recommend the Planet Hollywood Costa Mujeres. Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic property. No, it looks. I saw the pics, and actually, we had a chance to do another little uh, online event with you guys down there. But it really looked fantastic. We got Monica involved and really showcasing that. And yeah, I can't wait to see that. I forgot the, the, the most obvious thing: the beach. Yeah, beach was absolutely beautiful. White powdered sand, and yeah. it's just smooth blue water. Yeah, ahead I can't of wait to see that one. That's on my list now. So, and yeah. then you went, got out and adventured a little bit. For the first time we did, Monica, I think being, I shouldn't say we've been pent up for very long because we have been to Mexico a few times. We took an adventure after our three-day stay at Planet Hollywood. We drove about three hours through the Yucatan to a little island off the North Coast called Hobosh. Not Holbox. Not Holbox. Which is how it's spelled. So when you see it people, it's Holbosch. Holbosch. Holbosch is actually about, I would say, a two and a half hour ride from the Cancun airport to Chiquila. Chiquila is the name, and I always screw that up. So my Spanish is not really great, but it's a small little town that the ferry goes every half hour. And it's a 20 minute ferry service to Holbosch. And the beauty and the charm of Holbosch is one, it's not over touristy yet. And the tourists that travel through there tend to be Mexican or local. A lot of backpackers, a lot of hippies, a lot of bohemians. I mean, there's no cars on the island and there's no trucks on the island except for construction trucks, but the roads are all dirt roads. And we rented a golf cart the first day to get the feel of the island. And on a golf cart within probably 25 to 30 minutes, you can go from one end of the island to the other end of the island. And the next day we rented bikes which was even more exciting because we just kind of dropped our bike and found a beach here. And then we found a beach there. And it was truly one of the most unique experiences I had. And just the people that are there are so wonderful. They're so nice. There is a communication. There's not as many people that speak English as the major tourist destinations. The food was so fresh. You see the fishermen. We were at the beach one day. The place we had dinner the night before, the little rowboat comes in, docks on the pier, and it's got the name of the restaurant on the side of the boat. And the two fishermen get out with like 10 fish each, and they were just heading to the restaurant to cook them up. It was really pretty cool. And the beaches were fantastic. The thing is, it's not for the light of heart, though, okay? There's dogs everywhere. And when I say dogs everywhere, they're in the restaurants, they're in the bars, they're on the streets. They're not aggressive. You never have to worry about a stray. Or an, they're just chill. They're everywhere. We were in one real great restaurant. I think it was Barrio 33. And again, El Fresco, outside dining. And the dogs were kind of walking in and around there. And we had a nice little candlelight dinner. We're sitting there talking to the locals next to us. And then all of a sudden, the power, you just felt the power in the restaurant. It seemed more intense than just the restaurant. Just go, and the power went off. And the lady who owns the restaurant was talking to us. She's like, oh, we lose the power in the restaurant occasionally. And all of a sudden, she goes, oh, wait. And that was the whole island. So the whole island lost power, right? And wow. we're sitting there with our little candle at our table. And I'm like, that's fine. I got my bottle of wine. I got my candle. I got nowhere to it's go. It's all part of the experience. And it absolutely was part of the experience. Then maybe 45 seconds to a minute later, power's back up and everything's fine and happy again. And then it, at our hotel, the next night, power goes. So it's one of those things that if you don't like your feet getting dirty, I mean, you think... Milwaukee and Southeastern Wisconsin potholes are bad. Oh my God. Until you drive a golf cart or a bike through the streets of Hobosh, let me tell you. But again, your feet are dirty. Your shoes are dirty. You go back to your beautiful hotel. You're going to get sand. Get used to that. Get used to the dogs running around. And again, you see a little trash over here. You see business developments over here and things like that, a little construction. But you look past all those little things and it truly 
truly is a magical experience. So I'm just so excited that we did that. I usually want to come home after six days because we spent three nights there. I was like, no, I want to stay. You could settle in there. And I don't even think I took a breath in my whole description there. So I apologize. You and Monica would fit in well there if you put your Grateful Dead t-shirts on. and I had my speaker in my basket of my bicycle. Yeah. We were listening to a little, Yeah, you know, those are your people Grateful Dead there. music. Yeah, that's jam. beautiful. Yes, they were. It's a good example. Of like If you've been to Cancun two times, five times, 10 times, and you think that's all there is, think again, because experiences like that, where you can venture out and experience something totally different and come away from it with the feeling that you did, kind of that magical experience feeling. That's what travel's all about. I'm sure you met some great people along the way. And yeah, getting in the car and driving, you know, does that sound fun? No, but like with anything else, there's a reward waiting for you if you take the time and drive on down. Yeah, I will tell you the ride from Cancun there was a lot of Yucatan jungle, but then you'd come upon the small towns or villages. And there might be a hundred people in the village and everybody's kind of either sitting in front of the grocery store. Some of the kids are riding bikes or they're just playing in the yard. The thing that blew my mind the most, we probably went through four of those little towns or villages on the way. Even in those towns, the people were wearing masks. And I mean, they're outside, they're distancing, they're playing. They were still wearing masks. Right. And I wore my mask in Hobosh. One time we were coming in from outskirts and I was driving a golf cart and a police officer stopped their cart because I forgot to pull it up because we were just on outskirts. But if you're in the main beach in the main area, I had my mask on when I was walking down the beach and you kind of get used to it after a while. You forget about it. Yeah. I'm glad you got to experience that. And the same at Planet Hollywood. I'm sure you also got to experience kind of the, some of the new CDC testing requirements, kind of how that's all working. And if you don't know, that's been in place since January 26th. And you have to have a negative test three days or less before Within 72 you... hours of flight. That's the key there. Yes, when you fly home. Yep. So, you know, that's added another little obstacle to our travel experience. But I guess how I would characterize it is so far so good in terms of how those issues have impacted travelers. How did you see it during your travels? What's interesting is I got an email from United Airlines saying, hey, we're missing some paperwork on your return flight that's required. And... What you can do is if you have your test results, you can download it into your reservation and that'll get applied. And then when you check in, it'll say paperwork all confirmed. You can check in at the kiosk, they'll print your boarding pass and you're on your way. Now, Monica and I, we didn't get COVID tests because we have recovered from COVID. So we had it at the beginning of January, which means we have a 90-day window based on the US government's restrictions right now. So I had my letter showed I tested positive. And then on top of that, I had my letter from my doctor saying we've recovered from it. And it was all dated, obviously, within the 90-day timeframe. So we get to the Cancun airport. We go to the kiosk. We punch in our name. As soon as that happens, it says paperwork is not complete. And then what happens is there's, I don't know if it's TSA, airline, or government officials, but people are constantly up and down. And what the gentleman came over... He looked at my paperwork, he saw it, he punched a code in the kiosk into my reservation. It basically says, paperwork complete, all approved. Once he punched that in, I got my boarding pass, I got my tag for my bag, and then the one thing I had to do was the QR code. There's a QR code for Mexico, they're requiring you to fill it out, and it just basically says you have not been in contact. Or And it's really a quick, simple questionnaire you do on your phone. A QR code will pop up. You keep that image on your phone. So when you're going through TSA after you've checked in, they're going to stop you and say, do you have the QR code? You show it to them. They scan it. Once they scan that, you then go through the TSA scanners and you're good to go. So it was not real busy at the airport. 
which is great because they got the flow down. But when it starts getting busy, it's going to be people need to check in at the airport two and a half hours prior because it's going to take a little bit, but it flowed. So as long as you listen and they're not fighting it or arguing or the TSA just came out with the mask mandate. If you're not wearing your mask, TSA can find you 250 bucks. So don't fight it. If you don't wear a mask, don't go anywhere. Just go with the flow. Yeah, because, you know, get your blood pressure up, create frustration. And that's another good example of preparing before you go right? Understanding the steps, making sure that you know the process because yeah, it's cumbersome. Yeah, it's a little bit of a hassle, but if you know what to expect when you've prepared for it, it should go smoothly. And it sounds like there's a lot of staff there to help you. In your case, if your paperwork wasn't completed, they're going to walk you through that process to make sure that you have what you need. The airlines too, they kept in contact with me. And I even video chatted in the car ride back from Hobasha's. I'm like, well, I'm going to video because they said you can video chat us. We'll tell you exactly what you need. So I video chatted the lady. She goes, I see you're in the car. You don't have the capability to download your paperwork, do you? I'm like, no, not really. Because had it been in a stationary computer or stationary, I could have scanned the documents that I had, uploaded them with her assistance to my profile. And I'd have been all set at uh, the airport for checking. But I'm glad I did it the way I did. I got the chance to go through the process. No, exactly. Well, that's awesome. No, it sounds like you had a great trip. And I wonder if Juan Carlos has got any little Hobosh tips for us down in the Cabo San Lucas area. I wonder if there's any places that he'll be able to say. I'm sure he has all the, some of that local knowledge. I think that's going to be fantastic. So we have some more trips coming up. So on some future episodes, we're going to share that. I have another trip coming up that I think that'll be my fifth trip since August. It's almost as many episodes as two times. I know. And it's weird because that's a lot of travel and, you know, in a short period of time. But like we've talked about, you know, we want to get out there and we want to experience it firsthand so that we can pass along that knowledge to all of you to kind of make things easier and maybe give you a couple nuggets that you can use and work with so that when it comes time for you to hit the road, you have the information that you need to know. I will tell you too, the one thing I did not mention is at Planet Hollywood, We got to watch people get the COVID tests. So right off the lobby is their testing room and whatnot. So how smooth and easy that went was amazing. Right. It's still hats off to the hoteliers for being able to pull this off because it has been a saving grace for them, for the airlines, for us. It really is. And you know what? It's 15 minutes out of your day and you're good to go. Well, and it's an overused thing, overused expression, but it's like the new normal, right? I don't like it. You don't like it, but it is what it is. But it's kind of like we talked about taking your shoes off, going through TSA. And for the short term, it's kind of like the new normal that we all have to contend with. And hopefully within a few months, as we get into the summer and things start improving, we can put some of that behind us and have a little bit more hassle-free, carefree trip. But in the meantime, it's not stopping us. In the meantime, I got a 90-day window of doing whatever the heck. (laughs) I am traveling. I am feeling invincible. I'm moving. I'm moving for those 90 days. Definitely, you got that free pass for 90 days and work with that. So shall we move on to our friend Juan Carlos and get some thoughts from him? Absolutely. Let's see what he's got to say. Let's do it. Who is flying this plane? Well, ladies and gentlemen, today we have the one and only Juan Carlos Del Rio, our very good friend from down in Los Cabos. And he is with us today from Epic, which is a destination management company down in Los Cabos. Can I just that we interrupt you real sure. quick. You know how good I am at references of movies and things like that? Yes, you are awesome. You know, I usually screw it up, but can you say his name again? Juan Carlos Del Rio. That's fun to say. That what is. movie is that? 
I have no Anybody, idea. Did you ever see Elf when he says, my name's Francisco? Oh, that's fun to say. There so there's go. my yeah. random movie quote of the day. So Juan Carlos, please forgive us because Tom loves to do random movie references that nobody knows what they <laughs> I are. I don't even do them very well. <laughs> so, hey, welcome, Juan Carlos. Welcome to our podcast, Two Tom Stock and Travel. is so happy to have you. And Tom and I have been to Los Cabos more than a few times. And I think Tom actually has a trip planned, but it's great having you. We want to talk a little bit about all the great things to do in Cabo and what you at Epic do for our customers and make sure that they know that when they go to Cabo, they will be well taken care of. And to our listeners out there that are thinking about Cabo or contemplating about Cabo or don't even know anything about Cabo, we're pretty confident you're going to feel pretty good after this segment. You're going to be ready to rock and roll and head down there. So Juan Carlos, tell us a little bit about you and Epic. Thank you, Tom Toms. It is a pleasure. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure having the chance of being here today. The beautiful sunny day here in Los Cabos. Epic, four letters, means everything is possible in Cabo to start with. We're a destination management company, and sometimes people do not understand what we actually do. Well, we take care of guests. We represent travel agencies and corporations outside of Los Cabos, and once they do us a favor of bringing those guests to the destination, we make sure that they have a positive, epic time. We begin by doing a great welcoming at the airport, followed by safe transfers, followed by hospitality desk hours of our representatives to show you what to do, where not to go, where to do, more than anything, to profile what type of experiences and adventures you're seeking after and produce them through the most prestigious suppliers in the destination and the surrounding areas. Awesome. You know what's interesting? You're the Lamakia travel face. You're the first person our clients should be seeing and talking to when they arrive in destination. Let me ask you a question. And this is just off the cuff I thought of. Do you get as frustrated with the timeshare people at the airport as us travel agents do? I'm sorry, I just got to ask. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. To begin with, every time that a tourist purchases timeshare, it becomes a semi-local. So we lose them in the hotels and we lose the track. And travel agencies get affected as well, because in the future, you will only get probably the airfare. But yeah, they are very aggressive. And Los Cabos is no different from premium destinations. Inside of the airport, they have their sections, and you have to be well aware of where are they going to be and try to skip right after customs without paying attention. They will say they are La Macchia travel, or they will say they are epic travel because they are very smart. They look at your luggage tags, and from there, immediately, Mr. Carnes, welcome to Los Cabos. Yes. You don't realize how they're working. They this are is slick. a cartel system. Yeah, absolutely. We always tell our client, you know what? Don't talk to anybody till you feel the sun hit your face. That's yep, it. Exactly. Head down, move out, don't talk to anybody. No doubt. Juan Carlos, what you outlined, I think, is great, and a lot of our listeners might not realize that. When you go to Mexico, when you go to Los Cabos, there's a whole infrastructure there in the destination that you may not interact with that much. You may not even know they're there, but they are. They're there providing the transportation. They're at the hotels doing support. They provide customer service. If you need it, you know, something comes up where you need the support of that destination management company like Epic. So you guys do so many great things for our customers and they need to know that when they go there, they're not on their own. They have friends in the destination that they may not even know they have. Right. You're truly an extension of us. So to all our listeners, again, I mean, we talk about booking with the travel agent. Hopefully you work with a local travel agent and support those that support you. But it's true that 
when we send our clients, we're really vested in your experience and knowing that Epic is at the airport picking you up or that Epic is going to be there for an excursion or knowing that you get sick or you need hospitalization. I know I can reach the hotel, but I know my Epic person is going to be there making sure they're at the hospital. They know what's going on with you. They're communicating back to us and the family. That's kind of the missing link there is most people, thank God they don't need that. And Tom said it earlier, they don't necessarily know it's there, but we feel so much more comfortable that people like Epic and Juan Carlos's team are there taking care of that. 24-7. Yep, absolutely. Tom and I have been down to Los Cabos and I can't wait to go again, but there's so much to do there. Maybe we talk a little bit about that. I've had the chance to play golf there. A few times I lost so many golf balls. It's like, you know, the golf courses there are amazing. One of the things I want you to just hit on that, the championship golf course attraction. And then what I really have to do is, and I can't believe I've never done this in all my years of travel, is I got to be there for the whale watching. I think that is such a cool experience that you just can't get in a lot of places. So Juan Carlos, let's talk about what is there to do in Cabo that we can really take advantage of as travelers? Well, I would say, first of all, you can take advantage of 294 days sunny days without clouds, just blue, beautiful skies. We are located in the middle of the desert and surrounded on three sides by the Sea of Cortez and by the Pacific Ocean. So we can very well be identified as an island. This is the southern tip of the longest peninsula, the Baja Peninsula, where 1,000 kilometers from San Diego and 18 hours from Mazatlan and the ports of the Pacific of Mexico. This is a season and fun destination. We have 297 sunny days, no clouds, gentlemen. We bet around here whenever we're going to have a cloud. A very short rainy season in the middle of August and September. And every imaginable desert and sea sport. For once, you mentioned golf, Tom. 16 prestigious championship design golf courses by all of the names. Just Niklas here has seven golf courses. Wow. This should really be named Los Niklas. <laughs> <laughs> and from then on, there is plans for another 20 projects after pandemics, whenever the investment begins once again. So we have enough golf holes to play for a whole week, morning and afternoon without having to repeat one course. On the other side, we do some of the most beautiful sports fishing. And it has to be because Los Cabos is located right in the mouth of the Sea of Cortez, where the small fish coming into the summer to feed in and then come out in the fall and winter. And we have some of the best fishing tournaments. Actually, the tournament, the international tournament, tournament that has the biggest purse in prices, four to five million dollar, gentlemen. This is called the Bisbee. And it just went in for the 40th time this past October, in spite of the pandemics. Wow. Other than that, we have capabilities as a destination management company to take you to the outback, the Sonoran, Baja Californian desert, from walking a trail to the most sophisticated 4x4 Baja 1000 speed car to have your fun in there. I have not done that, but the speed card is what I'm looking forward to doing next wow. time I get out there. That would be so much. Actually, the golf. I've golfed a couple of times, like Tom said, and you just cannot beat the scenery or the courses, but I have not done the Baja yet, and I look forward to that. And you know what has happened with all this golfer market? The widows of golf, the spas, 
have oh, de yeah. developed in every resort you find the most beautiful international brands of spa. So one does one thing and the other does his thing as well. And then they come together for, I'm assuming, not assuming, I know for a fact, a phenomenal dining experience, either at their hotels that they have there or so many great restaurants in San Jose del Cabo and Cabo San Lucas. Most of them open air. Yeah, when you mentioned the purses for the fishing tournaments and things like that being so high, it doesn't surprise me. The one thing that always sticks out the most in my mind is the marina in Cabo San Lucas. The yachts that are there are just amazing. I mean, it takes your breath away when you see the helicopters, the cranes, the staff. I mean, as somebody had once told me, it's like one of the top five most expensive marinas or hosts the most expensive yachts in the world. Is that true? It is true. For once, it was the most expensive of them all. It is the first for all of the sailing and cruising done in the West Coast of the United States. So you can imagine the size of the boats and the quality of the boats we have. They are something, man. Yeah. My jaw dropped. I mean, I've seen a lot and things like that, but I've always measured. I've been to Monte Carlo. I've been to Nice. And thank God I was able to break in my viewing of such beauty in Cabo. And it just kind of really got me ready for those other places. But man. That is the one thing I always remember and tie back to Cabo San Lucas is that marina. So in our yacht, when the four T's hits the water. Two times talking travel, four T's. When is the four T's going to hit the water? Can I say it? When the dinghy drops, when the dinghy drops in the marina, we're going to make sure Juan Carlos is there with a bottle of Modelo to, to christen it right on the front. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good beer, by the way. Very good. We beer. Yeah, no doubt. Juan Carlos, anything else we should know about Cabo before we let you go? Well, just the fact that we are away from it all. We truly have done an extraordinary job of keeping safe, of applying the most up-to-date protocols for CV-19. The disinfectation starts at the airport, follows by the units, the vehicle units. All of the hotels have been credited by WHO International. We are a very well-organized community very much aware that tourism is our core, taking very much care of ourselves and our guests. And we are open and ready to welcome all those guests that are in, in need of a hideaway. We are a hideaway in the middle of the desert surrounded by beautiful seas and oceans. We're here to help. I'm going to ask you one more question. By all means. If you could break down the difference between San Jose del Cabo and Cabo mm -hmm. San Lucas, if you could give us a description of each, because that has always been a very confusing topic for some travel agents still don't even know the difference between oh, yeah. them and their clients get yeah. a little upset when they're in the wrong yeah. one. So let's educate oh, yeah. our consumers and tell them a little bit about each. You have to profile your guests in order to choose them. You see, Los Cabos is a yin and a yang. Everything Cabo San Lucas is, San Jose del Cabo is not, and vice versa. To start with, San Jose del Cabo has been there for 250 years. It's a colonial architectural town with its main square, bohemian, full of boutiques and galleries. That's what you will expect. Very fine dining for lunch and dinner, but it kind of fades out in the evenings. Whereas Cabo San Lucas is a more modern time. It's only 50 years old. It all started with the digging of the artificial marina that we were just talking about. So architecturally, it doesn't give you the feel of San Jose del Cabo. You feel more of an international resort. It's 
architecture was built so fast that probably it's not what we would like to. It's a mm. little bit dumb in the flavor. Interesting. But what about the nightlife? The, it's bubbly. It stays open all night long. It's got a wide array of options. Nowadays, of course, all the clubs are very much limited. There is a lot of alfresco dining. More than 70% of the restaurants in Los Cabos offer open terraces and beautiful afternoons. So it's basically the thing. If you are profiling or you are a guest that wants to stay up at night and walk, you choose San Lucas and do that walk of the marina with those beautiful yachts that you were talking about. But if you're looking for a more Mexican experience, Mexican colonial experience, then you try San Jose del Cabo. How long of a ride is it between the two cities? It is 18 kilometers. It's approximately 25 minutes from town to town. And just so uh, for consumers as well, that's called the corridor. And there are also resorts built along the corridor. So if you want to be in between, there's properties there that will be able to take care of that. You can visit both cities without a major inconvenience. The other topic I want you to touch base on is the beaches and the swimming. And it's another question we get to our consumers. Is it really, is most of Cabo area swimmable? Is it not swimmable? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, of course, we are a cape. Los Cabos means the capes in plural. So therefore, whenever one ocean encounters another one, you have to watch out for the undertow. But there is beautiful beach coves along Los Cabos. Uh, Santa Maria Beach Cove, Chileno Beach Cove, San Lucas Beach Cove, where uh, swimming is completely safe. Going up an hour on the eastern side of Los Cabos, they, you will hit the real Sea of Cortez, places called like Los Barriles and La Paz. There, the biggest wave is about this big and it's <laughs> all shallow. So it's kind of the Caribbean feel. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really glad that you asked that question, Tom, because you're right. And it does really reinforce, and we talked about this probably in every episode, it does really reinforce how important it is to work with the travel agent because it's one of those destinations where it's not like going to Cancun or Riviera Maya where there's a lot of consistency in the experience and the product. It can be very different in the different parts of it. If someone's really a beach person and they want to you know, have pristine white beaches and they want to potentially go swimming in the ocean, you have to qualify very well for you know, as a consumer because there's lots of different choices and you want to make sure that you make the right one. Yeah. And I know I keep going with my questions. I got one last oh, one, Juan Carlos. No one last one, because Cabo San Lucas is so tied directly to this American. Have you ever met Sammy Hagar? Yes, I have. Ah! I have very good friends that are very good friends with him. And he is an honorable citizen in Los Cabos. You don't know how much the gentleman has helped the fire squad and how it connected it is to the community. Yeah. That's we a couple of that, that he's been yeah. owning for 20 some years. Sure. That's fantastic. And that's the image I've always got of him. And I'm so glad to hear you say that. So I feel much better. No doubt. We're very proud of having him as an inhabitant, such as is a big reunion of Americans living down here. It's a big colony. Sure. Well, I'm going to be down there in a couple of weeks. I'll be checking them all out. And we will be waiting for you, Tom. Gracias. Absolutely. Hey, Juan Carlos Del Rio from Epic DMC in Cabo. Thank you so very much for joining us, sharing all that great information. And we hope to see you very soon. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. <laughs> Have a great day. Have an excellent day. You too.
Oh, well, that was fun, wasn't it? I mean, oh, first yeah. of all, we said how much fun it is just to say Juan Carlos Del Rio. Yeah, no, I mean, that's no a doubt. great that's name. That's an awesome name. That is that's a great way name. Way better than my name. Or mine. Yeah, it seems We're just... We're boring names, yeah, no I just doubt, realized. Yeah. Two Juan Carloses would be a great name for a <laughs> show, right? <laughs> he does such a great job, and it's great to have him on the show because with our listeners, they get a chance to really get a sense of what some of these places are about, and we're really kind of behind the scenes, Right. And like we talked about, knowing that he's there, knowing that Epic is there and their whole infrastructure means a lot. And it was great having him. He is such a great advocate for Cabo and you know, knowing that he's down there taking care of our clients is huge. It's just a fantastic thing. He really, he really is a good guy. I mean, there's some good guys in the industry and he really is a yeah, good guy. Yeah, no doubt so about it. We're so. happy to be partnering with him. So Yeah, so episode 11. Didn't I make a challenge to you last show about we should start introducing apps or try to talk about travel apps or something. Oh yeah, so, we're all about the technology. Right, we're so technical. That's our I thing. I don't even you know, say we, It's amazing. Right, but I have an interesting app that I just ran across and I want to throw this one out there for our consumers. Our friends at Princess Cruises have, well, they're calling it the first ever for cruise ships. They are going to be able to enable passengers to wager on sports on cruise lines on board. So when you're at international waters, they're going to give you the access or they'll have an app that you can download where you can wager on horse races, basketball, football, whatever it might be to pass your day. So I think that's kind of an interesting app. I don't think it's a necessity app that maybe we'll come back with a more important one later, but right. we did make the promise. I did need to deliver. And therefore, when you're ready for your princess cruise, when ships get back out there sailing, obviously it's only going to be on the medallion class ships, but real-time sports wagering. It's on its way to the high seas, my friend. That sounds dangerous to me. Like if I had that access on my phone, I don't know what it has. As if our faces aren't in our phones enough, right? I mean, you bring up a really good point with the apps and just kind of a general sense of what's happening in the travel industry. Through all this COVID stuff, the innovations continue, right? All these companies cruise lines specifically, they've had a lot of time off, but they're not stopping. I can't imagine what these ships are going to look like and what the service levels and the onboard experience is going to look like because they've had a lot of time to kind of refresh, renew, brainstorm, think about what the customer experience is like. Great example, we had the opportunity yesterday to learn a little bit more about a new downtown hotel in Las Vegas. That's called the Circa. And I was just blown away by what they're doing there. That outdoor pool deck, that they talked about. <laughs> Tell everybody a little bit about it. I saw the image of it on the show. Yeah, they have a rooftop. I think they said on the fourth floor or whatever, but they have this rooftop pool deck with this gigantic TV screen as the backdrop where they can show sporting events. They can show March Madness. They can do projection of any type of event out there onto that pool deck. So, And you're able to enjoy it from the comforts of your... Yeah pool chaise lounge or your cabana chaise lounge yeah. or your deck chair, whatever. And the imagery of it is amazing. Yeah, no, it's crazy. As we were talking about that yesterday, I was just dreaming of being in that spot. It's amazing. We, you tied Vegas and a cruise together again, because it just turns that experience all the way up for all different types of travel. So it's, we're going to no see doubt. these things that oh, are- It does, yeah, because it's competition. You know, Vegas is one of the ones where they're always innovating. And then it goes across to other destinations. And over time, then, as we get back to traveling full time and full out, what the customers are going to experience when they go to these places is going to be new and fresh and multiple levels from what it used to be. And that's a really good thing for us as agents and for our clients as well. 
And for us as agents, it's all about keeping us in the know. And yep. as long as we keep learning and connecting with the people in the industry, we can just continue to provide that service and knowledge and experience to the customers. So as we kind of wrap up number 11, double digit show, our double digit, yep. we just want to make sure that, you know what, I give that shout out, you know what, book your travel with a local travel agent. Absolutely. Support well, the travel agency industry, support those that are supporting your community. That's the key. So yeah, so we have some good plans coming up. We're brainstorming a little bit about what else we can bring as we continue on. And so we want to uh, maybe preview some of that and let people know we're trying to innovate. Keep it fresh. Yeah, keep it fresh here. And we're going to be bringing you some great new guests and lots of great new information. Yeah, so we appreciate you listening for the past 10 episodes. Or if today was your first, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And with that, Tom Carnes from Lamakia Travel, I'd like to sign off. Thank you. Yeah, and Tom Rousseau from Sensational Beach Vacations. Thank you all so very much for listening. Be good.